And we're rolling. Cool. Right, my turn. So, this week has felt good. Um, I've, yeah, I, I mean, we've started to discuss whether it's kind of time to kind of slightly increase the time. In the Your week. hours that mm. you get. Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah, well, and that's largely due to just the time to build stuff. Things are taking. Yeah, I don't want to move more than six hours in a day because I actually like that constraint, and I'd like to keep that constraint for the future. Oh, so, really? Like, as a um, once you got a full business going, yeah. all employees never work more than six hours. Maybe. I'll see how long it goes. Can for. I work for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they say that thing like once you've done six productive, like productive workouts, then it's hard to do much more. Huh. Like, especially if you're creating something. Yes, there's meetings and different pieces, and that would be interesting. But, um, yeah, to put six solid workouts in, that's... Do you think people would be able to do six solid workouts? Because I even noticed after four hours, I'm yeah. like, man, I need a break. Or actually, mm. I'm more like that after two solid hours, and I just need to get up and go for a little walk or something. Yeah. Well, there's some very interesting surveys around how many productive work hours people think that they do in a day. And it's very low. Like, <laughs> I think it might even be less than an hour in a no. typical day. Yeah. No. Yeah. So What? What do people do the rest of the time? Do they count emails as non-productive? Maybe. That type of stuff? Maybe, yeah. Okay, so it would be actually creating stuff. Would be yeah, I think productive. from memory it might be less than an hour. might be two hours max. I don't think it's more than two hours. So if you think about that, um, as as the baseline, um, and then you kind of think about a team, I've said ten people, and you've got six. See, I because I've done reduced hours in my work week for six seven years now. Like for I worked four hours four days a week. Yeah. And um, at times and even now, like doing the role of a full time person, um, and you just get it done. Like yeah. it's like a, a the constraint means that you put more hours. In. So not only you stay I, more focused, don't you? Yeah, it's not not only what I put the constraint on six hours max a day, but four days max a week. And just see, <laughs> like it'd be interesting to see what kind of business yeah. you could build with those two constraints. Because I mean, well, I mean, if you have passionate, motivated, committed people like you who are, yeah, you probably could, you could get a heck of a lot done. Mm. But I think, like, um, yeah, maybe you'll you you could do slightly less than if those people, assuming that they would be cranking for eight yeah, hours and thing. five days a week. But maybe you can do slightly less than that team. But that's the trade off as well. Is that fine? Maybe that is. I don't mind. Mm. So anyway, well, that's what I yeah. Everything says. isn't doesn't have to be based on the fastest growth you can possibly have. You know, the fastest builds or that type of thing. Sometimes. A little bit less speed is actually wise. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah wisdom doesn't seem to <laughs> correlate to speed. <laughs> no. Um, no. Anyway, um, so um, that's that's what I'm thinking in terms of building those constraints in now. Yeah, so we'll add, like, we'll still do four hours each on a Wednesday, but then on a Friday you up your hours to six, to six hours. Mm, a few weeks' time. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, no, I think that will be... Yeah, that, that should be good. It feels like it's time to do that now. Mm. Um, yeah, because you've kind of, you're stuck between the place now of 
your time either goes to just talking to customers or mm. funders or building something, yeah. actually yeah. building something, and you need to be able to do both of those. Yeah, and I found the, in the last time. two weeks is that I haven't had enough time to, because he's talking to customers and then there's also inviting more customers to talk to, uh, people to talk yeah. to. I want to kind of, it's a little small thing, but I want to start to figure out a different word to use than customers. Well, well like it's, it's founders. You're talking about yeah, founders. founders. Yeah. 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 It's a little bugbear of mine. Um, <laughs> but it's a well, who business. is your particular customer, I guess? And your particular customer has a name. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. A job title. Founders. Yeah. Job title. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. So I've got the, the invites that go out, and then there's the conversations with people, and then there's the actually build, building something. And then in that, there's a little bit of kind of thinking about what to build. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I think it's, um, it, things are continuing well. I think, um, so what happened this week was, um, I've started to, um, evolve that idea, the hay prototype, the idea of, um, having people give better feedback mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, so I'm now circling around that issue. Um, because there's a few different parts to it. One is there's the, how do you initiate a conversation with a customer? Um, and especially the, what I call the silent majority. So say you've got 500 customers that subscribe to your, your online app, but, um, you've talked to maybe 30 of them. Mm-hmm. What about all the other people? Um, and one of the obvious questions to that as well do does everyone want to talk to the people that make their products um oh yeah <laughs> part of that like um is depends on what the conversation is like i've been like over the last probably 10 years talking to different people about different products and services people love conversations um not necessarily just specifically about a product but they're about areas of life so often, the shared interest here is that a founder doesn't just want to talk about their product. They actually want to talk about the customer's life and what they're trying to do and which their product could help them with. Mm. It's just kind of hard to start that conversation. Yeah. Um, the customer doesn't as much want to talk about the product. They want to talk about their life and how that's going and potentially how the product could help them do that. Mm. Their story, eh? Everyone loves to talk about their own story. Yeah. And they have to and get have, yeah, and have to, to And have that heard, I think. To yes. have your own story heard is a really important thing to people. Yeah, and very uncommon. Yeah, very. Well, when was the last time someone sat down and really understood an aspect of your life or something yeah. you care about? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, actually don't know when last. Yeah, exactly. So it's very uncommon for people yeah. to get listened to. So you've got that. Both of them, Both customers and founders want that, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of hard for both of them. To start that conversation. I'm like, how do you start that conversation? Mm. So that's one of the aspects of I'm looking into. Like, how do you and where do you start that conversation? Is it an email that starts it? Um, is it a form online, which is what I'm currently playing around with? Um, yeah, it's largely because it just gets me into the area. And kind of people can, they understand what a form is, a feedback form. And there's already products out there that make better feedback forms. Yeah, so I'm playing with that. But then I'm also, and this is probably, the, there's two other aspects of this that, and this is where my head's at right now. Uh, so these are where my questions are. So starting a conversation 
could be where I explore. But then there's the next step of like, what do you do after the conversation has started? Like, can you structure the conversation a bit? That's also a problem. Um, because if I was to just focus on starting the conversation, uh, and, and I think about the tools that I could use to, to do that, I'm thinking like, say, a form, an online feedback form, an email with a link. A, there's a few different things. But one of the questions I'm holding, are those things quite impersonal? Is it actually better for the, the founder just to be able to email out a bunch of selected people, maybe? Like they're, they're working on a particular thing, they want to talk to a particular subset of their customers. They email out just those people, and then you do have a, a link in which that can help structure the conversation from there. Hmm. So I'm also thinking about that, that kind of the second step of the challenge as well. Yeah. Um, and is there a tool that you make there as opposed to the first step? So, yeah, I'm listening to you and I'm hearing so many design questions and not just product questions, you know, as well. And you are a sole founder. You know, usually when you're part of a business, you'd have colleagues mm -hmm. to talk to about these things and to create together or at least a partner, you know, a duo partner. Mm. You don't have anything like that. Do you, how are you thinking about that? Yeah. Thinking about that. Like, do you find that your, your conversations with your customers slash other founders are filling in that void of, and or yeah. is that something that you're actually really missing? I am missing it. So I kind of work at half capacity if I don't have like someone that's right there crunching through things like with me, like a, a co-founder. Um, yeah. So I want to, yes, it'd be awesome to have a co-founder mm. um, and particularly a developer um, mm. would be particularly helpful now as I'm trying to whip up prototypes. So there's that. But to the question of like, does the conversations I'm having with the founders help out somewhat? And actually in one sense, quite helpful because actually it's easy to talk to people that aren't my customers and get both convinced that you've got a great idea. Yeah. But the people that would actually be paying for it don't think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's actually good to be that I'm forced to nut this out with my potential customers and you've also found a few of those who are very willing to walk with you on this journey hey the mm. whole way through not just or at least for a while not yeah. just one conversation and see you later nice to know you yeah yeah so um, actually there's probably about about 12 but just over a, mm. like a third of the people i've talked to in fact a lot of them would be keen to keep in touch but in terms of more actively willing to kind of try stuff and yeah, it's about a third and give you great so, feedback so i actually just emailed about half an hour ago um three of them um with some of my latest thinking here and i whipped off a quick prototype around one of the latest ideas mm. um so yeah so i am and i do need to be proactive it does take being a bit more proactive because if and here's the difference between a co-founder and a customer on the co-founder side um you don't have to always make it like when, you, when i'm emailing out potential customers i'm always thinking am i emailing them too much <laughs> i don't want to like with a co-founder you could chat every day yeah every hour yeah um not that you want to every hour but <laughs> no, at least every day yeah um, but 
yeah, with customers, you've always got this additional thing. So, yeah, so I guess that's a bit of a tension. Hey, yeah. how many of the founders that you've talked to have co-founders? Like, what kind of percentage? And how many are sole founders? The majority are sole founders. Um, how do they do this? How do they do the, mm, you know, the, the creating stomach. thing on their own? Like, would they find it a difficulty? And if so, could your tool that you're building even somewhat fill that void mm. and that difficulty? Because you're saying that talking to your customer slash the founders, mm. you are finding it at least... It's not completely the same as a as a co-founder, but you are. There are definite overlaps there, and it is helping out. You don't feel like you're creating just on your own. Mm -hmm. There is a conversation going on and a yeah. relating with others as you create. Yeah. And so you're talking about yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just helping wondering, them talk to other each other. No, I was just wondering whether like because you're basically practicing what you're hoping to help other people do right mm -hmm. yeah and that's yeah totally this is a part of a business this is by no means everything that goes into building a product but yeah talking to customers and trying to figure out what they're trying to do is, mm -hmm. is a key, key part of building something for them yeah i just wonder whether like a really surprising byproduct for for people who use your product will be that they're like ah oh, i don't feel so lonely in my mm. founding yeah, you know, like business founding anymore. Like, yeah. I... Well, one one of my hopes for this is that it can bring some sense of order to this part of the business. Mm. Like, because if you've got a tool, and this is the reason why I build tools, um, as opposed to kind of do consulting. I mean, I do, I guess, freelance type stuff. Um, but I, I, the way I think about it is that I love this type of activity, like product building. Um, and one way to like engage in it more and understand it even deeper and enable other people to kind of perform well in the space is to build tools, tools that kind of naturally structure their thinking and their actions in this area. So um, yeah, my hope is that it does become less of a confusing because that's the problem. The problem is not so much about like necessarily I. Yes, is that I want to talk to people about this. But the fundamental problem is I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, confused, yeah. And so to bring some sense of order to that area, yeah, I think, would be helpful for people. Um, yeah, so that's what I hope the tool will do. Cool. So, yes, but like I say, at this stage, because it's so early on, I mean, it could be a few different things. Um, and I'm just making sure every week that I'm just continually talking to people and continue to kind of um, send out latest ideas and um get their thoughts you can't how you get your thoughts is when well, I mean, we've talked about this before like ultimately it's the um do you pay for this type of thing and would you pay for this and would you sign up and give money now that that's kind of one of the key signals but yeah to even get into the space or to kind of reflect around what they're um, doing is also important context um to understand why they would want something mm. and and where what spaces to move to so yeah so, um, yeah, so I'm continuing the conversations each day. Now Now that I've got a bit more, like, I think the extra time is going to be helpful just mm. to make sure I'm doing all the different things, talking to people, and um, sending invites, product building, thinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and hopefully I think it will ramp up now 
to yeah i mean it's just uh, some sense it's just a matter of time and i am i so i guess the high level thing probably the last thing to or the thing to end with is that so i've talked to 30 i'm in conversations with 32 people of 100 um, mm-hmm. i think that's the thing i need to keep reminding myself yeah, the aim is 100 yeah. yeah every week it's tempting to just go okay what should the product be um and then you're kind of you're almost forcing yourself to use everything I know now. What should it be? You're kind of forcing the decision because you almost you want the you want resolution here. Like it's a mm. it's holding this tension. It's a limbo state. Yeah, which is a weird tension to hold. But um, to create a great product, I think you need to hold it. Mm. I mean, there is of course there's different approaches, but this is the approach that I'm trying out. Is just like let my intuition be informed by lots of these conversations. And um, mm. and already I'm I'm seeing like things that if I just jumped onto an idea now I can see with a few more conversations like oh no actually that's got its downsides and mm. and I guess every idea will have its downsides but I think to at least be informed and because um, I am holding a few things uh, that I want to be true with this new product so yeah it's so, so hard it's putting those things the down eh? and yeah not holding on too tightly yeah. So I'll continue to inform the intuition. I've got another three conversations booked in so far next week and a bunch of emails have gone out. I'm in conversation over email with one guy. and mm. yeah, So there's about four um, conversations in flight now. Um, and I'll hopefully pick that up. Mm. So, Do you know how proud I am of you? Like I know that sounds a bit naff, <laughs> but I've had a taste of now of how hard this is and you've just been doing it for years and you just every week you just come again to the task with your full self and whether it was you know seems to be like a pushing shit uphill day or a you know like yeah we're rolling kind of day you just you're there you're doing it you're committed yeah it's just yeah cool you should know that thank you Thank you. That means a bunch. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Yeah, you're inspiring. So for me, yeah, tell me about this week. Um, oh, there's so much going on with me. <laughs> We're in the middle of lockdown mm. again in New yeah. Zealand, and the second time. Um, and to be honest, I've have found this time way more challenging sure. than the other time, and I think uh, there's probably a couple of things that I can think of that there's, there'll be so many things but two of the things I think is I'm just mentally not in the as great a space as I was last time and mm. this could be due to like linked to each other but I think part of the other reason is because this was only been two weeks this lockdown was only set for two weeks yeah um it's almost like you just just fall through it where yeah. the other one we knew was going to be at least a, a month yes possibly closer to two months and so yes. you force yourself to get into a real good rhythm and be quite deliberate about what you do with your time what you mm. do with the kids and that kind of thing yeah yeah and i think there's i've been like i haven't been very well like sure. could have been a bit had a bit of a cold yeah. so i think there's a lot of different things like that and then i also feel like i've like so it's Gian's birthday coming up and tomorrow and so I've just been like holding stuff 
of like doing some of that stuff for his birthday. You've got quite a broad set of projects. Stuff on, on at the moment, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like things like the women's conference that I'm yeah. part of the organizing committee. And they're all things I love, yeah. absolutely love. But um, and the thing is that when I'm doing so many things that I love, my brain never stops. Like I, I've got yeah, high always... ideation in my strengths. And yeah. Yeah. so it's really hard to put those things down. This is part of learning to create, to make my ideation talent an actual strength is yeah. actually learning to go, okay, I need to put ideation around all that other stuff down right now and just channel it, just yes. focus it on this one thing. Yeah. And um, and I find that hard as a mum because there's all these things. There's also all of Gian's sleep issues that are going yeah. on. You know, the fact that he is awake for five hours in the middle of the night every single night, you know, and I need to get to the bottom of this. So there's all of these things, and you, but I just need to put them down. And I am finding it easier than I did two months ago. Like when I walk into those four hours of mine going like, okay, it's game time, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my four hours of work time that I've got. Let's make it happen. Mm. I'm finding that switch a little bit easier, but it's still difficult. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. We, yeah, but we I had to... tried this week, you... Working from home. Yes, for the first time. Because um, usually I'd clear out to just be out of sight, out of <laughs> mind for the kids. But, um, yeah, there were the obvious things, things like our one-year-old is still, he's almost two, but, yeah, getting used to the fact that Mama has started working now as well, you know. And, That's working um, space for you, yeah. Yeah, but he is, He's. I think he's starting to make those connections. Like he knows that when you're in that room, you're, you're working and we're yeah. not meant to be going in there. Yeah. Um, and I think the connections are starting to be made that when mama's in there now, she's also working. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's... It took me, I think, about three... I remember the last lockdown when I started working from home. Mm-hmm. You get, and, I, and still to today, I get them coming in three or four times. But that first day and then the second day and then it slowly became yeah maybe a bit more normal. And you had the... I guess it was helpful being day after day after day away when it's like one slot a week. Yeah. So they, it's just going to take longer for them to get used to it. Yeah. yeah. But it was fine. And do you know what? I actually kind of enjoyed sometimes it would be fine as long as the door was a bit open, then yeah. um, Dewey would be happy, you know. And yeah. It was actually kind of nice not being completely separated and still being in the vein of what's yeah, happening yeah. in a home life. Like That's I actually I enjoy surprisingly well. enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, I, I find the same thing. Yeah. 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 It was Really cool surprise. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because I knew also I didn't have to, you know, cater to any of their needs or their squabbles or whatever. Yeah. Like, I could just sit there focusing on what I need to focus on, but still just enjoy the ambience of being part of this family. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it was cool. nice. And I actually got quite a lot done. I was going to say, I, what, what did you, yeah, so what did this week involve? This week was just going through each. Basically, for each of the three videos that I'm doing for Graham's mm-hmm. practice, working out a very detailed question set. Okay. I kind of made sure that I covered all the information he wanted covered, but also started, you start piecing a story together uh, when you put questions out there. So these are questions that he's going to go and think I've, about. I've, yeah, I wanted the... to flick them. It's not like a... You know, when you're a journalist, you don't you don't give people your questions beforehand. Do you? No. Why not? No, because you want the um, 
the raw answer right there. Uh, interesting. Um, the reflex response as opposed to the canned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. Whereas this is slightly different. Yeah. And also you get better stuff when you've had, you flicked them through the questions, you have then like a preliminary kind of discussion around those questions okay. and actually going over each questions. And then the final set of questions does change a little bit or at least for me as the interviewer yeah i hold a bunch of the stuff from the prelim conversation interesting in my mind and then as we're talking i look for the connections and i look yeah you know kind of a little bit more what to drill into a bit more and okay what to yeah that's right interesting yeah. so you're gonna you're almost like priming your mind for this conversation yeah and his and yeah um i think something that i'm good at which I never knew I was good at until I did this kind of thing in my previous life, yeah, um, yeah. was is helping people to see things in a new way or helping them c- create connections in what they do or in their connections in their life that they never saw before. Sure, cool. And it's one of the coolest things, seeing people in... During that interview, when you throw something to them and go, oh, it's kind of like this kind of thing, or, you know, like yeah. connecting two things with them and that light bulb go on in their yeah, cool. mind. And That's awesome. Yeah, it's really magic. It's cool. That sounds great. Um, so anyway, we're still in pre-production phase and we're only filming at the beginning of October. Which is how long away? Oh, it's still Month like... Month and a half. Month about and a five weeks, yeah. Yeah, sure. Cool. And... Um, so he's got the questions. So on Wednesday morning next week, I'll be chatting with him about these questions. We'll oh, cool. run over it. Yep. And then, yeah, more of the story will start to form in my mind. Wow. Yes, hearing from him and um, more of the way that the video will fit together and what I'll film Okay. along with it will, yeah, all start piecing itself together, I guess. Wow. And when you say story there, do you mean like, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know how to... What did I say? <laughs> like, um, how the story will come together. So you've sent... You've got questions. Oh, when I say with... story, like the video, how the whole video will come together. Okay. Because it's got to flow it in some sort of logic like, mm. or some sort of way that makes mm. sense. Okay. And you're going to figure out how that is. I love how freeform it is or how it's, like, based in the... Like, he sent you a whole bunch of stuff around surgery. Mm, information you... brochures. <laughs> and you read through that. And then from that, you had some questions. You flip those through... You guys will chat about that. And then from all that, there'll be some sort of way through the material that you'll mm. build into the film. Yeah. I, yeah, I, this is one thing that amazes me about how you do that. Because I remember being involved when the, some of the videos that you made. Oh, we were engaged at yeah. this stage, yeah. And I didn't know how you'd gone from raw footage to the... I mean, because you usually, by the time that I was there, you'd kind of put the core structure together. Mm. Oh, so the, the process of the... doing that though starts way back in the pre-production phase and putting to, like having conversations with them, putting together questions, yeah. having more conversations around the questions, changing things up a bit. I'd be interested to see what the what the that kind of thread is or becomes or how um or how you even think about that. Like mm. is it, I think that I I don't know. I find that process fascinating because there's a real creative process there to get to something that's because what you made at the time was like when I saw these videos that I was involved in, like it was this beautiful, like just this really interesting story or this interesting structure. Mm. Um, so I, I still don't know how you do it. 
<laughs> how you get from that phase to... But it sounds like, at least from yeah, the outside, you're kind of priming your mind for this conversation. And it's almost like unpredictable to you as to how the conversation will actually yeah, go. Yeah, a bunch of... And that's what it is. It's like staying in there and in a really... Staying in the conversation with a very open posture towards the person. Not, yeah. I'm, not talk, I'm talking metaphorically posture. Totally. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is, and, this is yeah. you though. You you kind of interact with people like this. You're kind of <laughs> always curious and always kind of. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah I really I'm so captivated by people and yeah. their different stories. Whether they're like the, working as the grocery checkout person <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know, like someone in the street or a best friend. Like I just I find it whenever someone actually opens up a bit of their heart and a bit of their story, it's just the biggest gift and the biggest privilege yeah like yeah that's really cool that's really cool bestow upon you so it sounds like it's right what's the levels of kind of excitement um are there nerves what's the emotional things at the stage Um, it's not very emotional at the moment the moment is just like yeah we're in in the go mode yeah production yeah well it's just like i know what we're doing there's a flow here um it's part of the process. We're just on the process wheel sure. at the moment. Sure. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, that's the kind of the craft thing. The so the process you talked about. I mean, someone said, you know, how you said, like, I get up, I each week, get into it. I feel like that. It's kind of hmm. no one needs to get done. You almost just get it done. Hmm. And even though it's a kind of creative process, it's a process. Hmm. Um, Do you know what I think the trick with that is though that sometimes it's so easy to just go on the i know i'm mixing metaphors here the process wheel yeah um stay on that and not be open to changes mm, or yes. yeah, totally. to an inclination of something or an intuition or mm. god's prompting or whatever you know like yeah. i just so actually yeah, how do you hold a mix of that? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a real interesting thing because you yeah. can get tunnel vision from a yeah. process and not really totally. see things. Yeah, like I kind of the way I kind of think about it is like building into the process, forcing yourself to think um, of other options, mm. even though there might be one right in front of you. Just gonna, there must be others. What could there be? So right now, when I've got that core product idea that I'm looking at, that that hay mm. prototype. I've forced myself to think about a few others. How else could I do this? Yeah. Which may become the thing. I might kind of pivot away from hay to something else. Um, but if not, those other things will shed more light on hay than if I hadn't explored them properly. Mm, um, interesting. Oh, that's a really good practice. I mean, be mindful of not like completely diverting away and running after something else. Mm. And you don't want to be scattered. Mm. But it, yeah, I think there is a place for pushing out the thinking deliberately. I was actually listening to a Theme Thursday Strength Finders podcast. Okay, yeah. Um, a little while ago, and they were talking with the ideation theme strength yeah. that they were talking about. And one of the things they said there was actually to practice and develop this theme, actually force yourself to just jot out huh. like 20 ideas yes. on this one type of thing. Like, how can it be done in 20 different ways, you know? So exactly what you're doing. Yeah. 
Mm. Which is fascinating, yeah, because that, like, it seems like it shouldn't be part of a... Pre- like, creativity is almost like a separate thing from, like, a... Building. A, yeah, a production-style mm. process. But it can, yeah, it has its place, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Anyway. Oh, that's awesome. All right, well, should we wrap it? Yeah. About half an hour. That's good. Nice. All right, till next week. Bye-bye.